Hi, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club, a podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very good. So this uh, episode is about the book Boy Snowbird by Helen Oyeyemi. I I hope I'm saying her name right. Maybe. Seems right. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I read the first couple sentences of this on the back of the book, and then I was so mad because it, like, gives away part of the book, and so I just stopped reading the back. Well, to give a quick synopsis, which is a spoiler alert, but also, like, the back of the book is clearly a spoiler alert, um, this is a story about a young woman named Boy Novak in, like, the 50s, Mm -hmm. um, who leaves New York, uh, runs away from her, like, abusive father, who's a rat catcher, um, and she ends up in this little tiny town in, do you remember the state? Like, Connecticut or something? Oh, wow. Uh, oh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, uh, called Flax Hill. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, this, you know, town where she comes in new, and she ends up, like, making friends with some of the local characters, and meets a man named Arturo Whitman, and ends up marrying him, and becoming a stepmother to his daughter, who's named Snow, and then they have their own daughter named Bird, um, and there's like all of this you know sort of like stepmothery stuff going on and as the book gives away like when they have their own daughter bird they find out or it's revealed i guess arturo knew but it's revealed to us uh boy in the town that like his family um it was like passing as white but is really black and same thing with the with snow his daughter's mother family. Um, and so that's kind of like, I guess, the skeleton of the story. Right. Well, and also that it's supposed to be like a, I don't know, not modern day, but a retelling of Snow White. Yeah, it has like Snow White elements, which we can like discuss whether or not that seems like a valid way to describe it. (laughs) But yeah, what did you think about the book? First impressions. Um, well, while reading it, I realized that I couldn't remember most of the storyline of Snow White. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, okay, I know there's Snow White. I know there's the Seven Dwarfs. I know that she has something with sleeping, and then, like, Kiss can only wake her, and there's an apple. And I was like, I don't know, like, how did she get to the Seven Dwarfs? Who is she running away from? Like, You don't remember any of that? I couldn't remember any of it. Oh, dang. Um, and I was, like, getting all... There were so many fairy tale references mm. or, like, Disney, Cinderella-y, like, princess references in this book that I was getting everything confused. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, I think that's Cinderella. Wait, I think that's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, so I thought... <sighs> I wished that I had reread it or read it not with the anticipation of it being a retelling of Snow White because I also think that was a very uh, loose framing for the story I like yeah okay the number seven is referenced a lot yeah the daughter's name is Snow yeah but I agree I think it was very loose and I also kind of because I 
I really like fairy tales and folk tales and like retellings of them. That's like, I, that's, that interests me. Um, and so when I read on the back, like, oh, it's like a retelling of Snow White. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'd like yeah. to see how this is re-envisioned, but yeah. I agree. I don't think I wouldn't like, even knowing the details, I wouldn't, I would not call this story a retelling of Snow White. I think that it has like similar themes, like the themes right. regarding like, cause in the original Snow White, the issue is that her father remarries a wicked stepmother who's jealous of her beauty. Um, and so... I could see, like, that, obviously, had, like, a connection, but I don't think, I think, like, at first I was very excited because I was like, oh, maybe this is all going to be about, like, the wicked stepmother's point of view, because for half of the book, it really is from boy's point of view, but I don't really feel like it shed any light on her as a character. Yeah, well, and that's right, I do, I forgot, I did put that together just... Isn't there, like, the part in the, in Snow White, the movie, where she's, like, mirror, mirror on the wall, mm-hmm. who's the fairest one of all, or something like that? Yes. So, yeah, that made sense. And then I was like, is that the inspiration for this being a story also of, like, skin color? Right, right, if right. If they right. take that interpretation of fair, you uh-huh. know? Um, well, yeah, because Snow White in the fairy tale is, like, she's called Snow White because she's just, like, so like, pale and white, like, that ideal of feminine beauty that, you know, she looks as white as snow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes sense that, like, maybe Oyeyemi would, like, build on that theme in the story, but... Yeah. I, I like, like, okay, so this book was, it was nice, I got fairy tale aspects of it, you know, it was very, like, you kind of get lost in this world, Mm -hmm, and, totally. um, you know, descriptive and colorful and, you know, everyone has their backstory and everyone has, like, the good and evil in them. And right. Like, I enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made it easy, like, I didn't want to put the book down, you know? Yeah, I had the same sort of feeling. Yeah, but I also had, like, a lot of issues with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to jump way far ahead, but, like, I just don't get the point of the father being a transgender woman. Yes, that seems so transphobic to me. (laughs) I was just like, wait, what? So we're going to say that this, like, villainous male character is a villain because he, like, transitioned from being her, like, sexy lesbian mom? I was just like, wait, what? I know. I couldn't, and, like, that somehow maybe this transition was related to her being raped, Right. And I was just like, I know that was so problematic. I had a hard time. So that's the section I had a very hard time reading. Yeah. And you know, I commute on BART a lot and like reading that part, like, yeah, I didn't want to be seen reading this because yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this feels so wrong. I know. I know. I had, you know, like, I feel like that part of the story was so bizarre and just seemed like a weird add on. It was like, we're working through all of these issues of like, boy trying to figure out like her identity and like how to deal with like a life post abuse we're working with issues of like abandonment snow is dealing with abandonment um bird is dealing with you know like her own identity and like owning herself as a mixed race child in like a clearly sort of conservative um environment with grandparents that don't accept her um and that are you know all kinds of 
messed up in their own ways. And then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, so now we're going to throw in this loop that is supposed to, like, I, I couldn't understand what the point was. Was it, was like, was it supposed to be like, don't worry, Frank Novak, like, they go off to find, like, the rat catcher. Yeah. And, like, well, talk to. Well, friend does. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, at the end, they do also, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. And it was like, wait, is this supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be like, oh, we, we forgive Frank's abuse because Frank is trans or, or am I supposed to be like, oh, Frank clearly isn't like a person who exists as Frank because they have to go release like the person. Like, I was just like, this is so icky and gross. And I think she was, she's like, Frank Novak doesn't exist at all. Yes. What? Oh my gosh. And also... Oh my, what was the other part? Um, oh crap, it just left my mind. <laughs> About Frank. It had something to do with this just being a very icky section. I think icky oh. is a very good word for it. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, so just there are so many things in that section that I have no idea what was happening. Like, uh-huh. why did Frank Novak have a syringe? Like, why was he trying yeah, to... that wasn't explained. That was weird. Like, he grabbed Bird out of the tree. Yeah. And she was like, I saw the syringe. Well, I feel like there were a lot of things that were unanswered. Like, there were a lot of, there were a lot of interesting, fantastical elements that, you know, you read other books that are like fan, sort of like literary fantastical realism, right? And it's, you, you have like those elements that are sort of like magical or magical realism that are magical mixed with the real. And I can see like describing this book in that way. However... A lot of times those elements seemed like they just seemed um, like they didn't fit. Like it just seemed unexplained. Like it seemed like, okay, here's a motif. Okay, get it. You get the motif? Here it is. Like it just (laughs) seemed like it was too cerebral sometimes. Yeah, that's a a good way of phrasing it. That's totally how it feels when you're reading it. It's like, okay, here's here's this thing. Mm -hmm. Great. Like when she, she saw her mirrored self when she was walking down that big hill and, like, through the trees. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I get it. We're talking about identity. We're talking about the fact that she, like, feels like she has a, an evilness inside of her that she can't get over. Right. Like, cool, definitely. But it just felt, like, contrived a little bit. Totally. I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I've forgotten about some of these sections, too, because it's like, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, well, I guess just on to the next idea. Yeah. You know, um, that's right. Well, and even, okay, so then there, I did bookmark this one section. Uh-huh. When they're ready, when boy, no, sorry, when Snow and Bird are writing their letters back and forth. Yeah. And then they start telling these stories of La Belle Capuchin, Capuchin. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, is this also supposed to kind of be, like, the Snow White story here? Yeah. And, I don't know, I just, because even there, it's like, they both have these stories of this, of this character, but then suddenly, like, Snow doesn't know where she's heard this story before, and it just was all... It kind of... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it kind of mirrored... It kind of mirrored when um, Boy and Mia, remember they were, like, writing that story together? And Boy was like, I yeah. don't know if I'm doing this right. Like, I don't know if this is right. And it was like, they sort of did the same thing. And, like, yeah, I think true. clearly, 
or not clearly, but I think probably, like, a theme that's being explored in that moment with boy and bird is, like, you know... Snow and bird. Sorry, yeah, 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 Yeah. snow and bird, um, is, like, this idea of, like, sort of, like, internal narratives and expectations of women and the way that, like, storytelling is oral and the fact that, like, they have, like, some kind of, like, bond between the two of them that maybe can be explained through their sisterhood or maybe through the fact that, like, they sort of, like, are two sides of one whole. I don't know. Right. It just seems like this book would be great to teach in, like, AP Lit or, like, Literature 101 in your, like, first year of college because you can talk about symbolism and themes a whole bunch. Right, But as a whole, I just felt like, okay, where, where is... I don't know, where, where is the, like, sort of, um, the whole continuity that's pulling it together into a cohesive piece? Right. That's definitely what's missing, is some sort of connection, collective Mm -hmm. idea, uh, and that's kind of what I thought, too. Like, each of these individual concepts, I would have really liked reading more about. Right. Like, the whole mirror thing. Like, why Mm -hmm. can't they see themselves in the mirror? Um, like, Boy has her own things with mirrors that people sort of you know, look down on her upon for, you know, looking at her reflection and studying herself. Yeah, yeah, which that's, like, a really interesting concept in and of itself. Right, and then her daughter and stepdaughter have issues with mirrors where they, you know... Don't appear. Don't appear, and it's, like, that's such an interesting concept that kind of appears randomly throughout the book. Right. Um, But isn't, like, deeply explored. It's just, like... You're right, but, like... It's all surface level. Right. Like you say, it appears. It it isn't, like, explored in depth. It isn't, like, explored. And like you said, like, all of these issues or all of these ideas, these themes are really fascinating. And if she would have picked, like, one or two... Right. I think that the book would have been more satisfying for me as a reader. Right. I agree. And then... On top of it, the whole issue with race, like, this is another idea that I wish was dived into further. Like, you know, why does, um, boy have this connection with, what are they, Sidney, I don't know how you say, Sidney and Kazim and Marv. Right. Uh, And then, like, they have a weird bond with her also and then like is that supposed to be some connection that like and she feels weird walking through their neighborhood Mm -hmm. is this supposed to be some relation to her later having a black child like (sighs) well here's the thing that was hard for me is like this book was supposed to be taking place in massachusetts in the 50s Right. But I kept on forgetting that. Like, it didn't seem well, like, it didn't seem rooted in the time period that it was supposed to be rooted in. Yeah. No, that's true. I also kept forgetting. And I kept getting really offended by the terminology used. And I was like, oh, right. This isn't current day. This is the 50s. Totally. Um, Which also then comes back to, like, is this supposed to make us think about how life was for transgender people in the 50s. Like, if I know, I just felt like that was totally, like, muddled. Whatever the message was, it was either, like, totally misplaced or totally transphobic. 
Right. There's no, like, it doesn't seem like there's another explanation for it. I feel like I'm trying to find an explanation. Like, maybe this is just really deep, and we see all these issues with, like, race in this book, and this is supposed to be something that gets you to think. But, no, it just, it just seemed transphobic. Really? Yeah. I Do you know anything about the author? Um, I know she's British, and I think I've I saw online that she reads or not she reads <laughs> she reads I won't I know everything she reads. No, I saw online that she writes kind of with that sort of magical realist um, bent. So, like, I haven't read anything else of hers, but from what I could sort of just like glean from a few quick cursory reads online it sounds like she writes um in a similar way in her other books oh and I do think she's black yeah I know all her pictures on the back of my book oh see I don't okay I should explain I don't have my book because I left it in a hotel room (laughs) right (laughs) I Um, read it and then left it (laughs) yeah oh Again, I thought of something that you were just... Oh, sorry. Um, About the author? Yeah, I don't don't know. I just think that this was... Now I kind of want to read her other books to Mm -hmm. see what this is like in comparison. Totally, yeah. I really actually do, too, as well. I just was... Like I said, I enjoyed reading it. I didn't really want to put it down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, reading on Bart all of a sudden I was at my stop, you know, kind of, I got lost in this sort of fantastical world, but yeah, I just also, like, I was confused about, like we said, the time, I was confused about storylines, I was confused about ideas that were coming in and out, um, and, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, what's the deal, I don't know, it's just like, so she think boy thinks she sees, is it Kazim? Yeah, Kazim. yeah. Um, Oh, we're and then they're like, "That's not him." Mm-hmm. I guess we all look alike, and they're like, kind of messing with her, but also like, "Hey, no, that wasn't him." And that seemed to have such an effect on her, right? For reasons deeper than like thinking she saw someone and didn't, right? But I don't know what that meant, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, that. I think there was pages dedicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could have been a whole book in and of itself. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of just ranted a bunch. You asked me what I thought about the book. Do you have? No, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I, like, very much enjoyed reading it. Like, the process of reading it was super enjoyable. Um, like, like you, I read it really quickly. I was super engaged. Like, I finished it, I finished it really quickly, like, in five days or something, or yeah. four days. Um... And part of that, I think, had to do with, like, you know, the voice. Like, her, Oyemi's voice in in the novel is, like, super engaging. And I did really like how, I guess this is one thing I wanted to bring up. I liked how boy and bird's voices were similar, yet really distinct. Yeah. That's true. That was nice. It was really, it was really interesting. Like, I could totally feel the characters' uh, personalities come out in their own sections. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I actually really, like, I thought all of the characters Mm -hmm. 
were very distinct in a nice way. Yeah. Um, but again, like we mentioned, like you can see those connections between people. You see the good and bad in people, or the right. good and evil. Um, like I feel like you can even see similarities between snow and bird. Mm-hmm. You can even see some similarities between snow and um, boy. Yeah. You know? um, that I liked. I just feel like for Boy, even though we're in her narration for basically three-fourths of the book, um, and even though we have a lot of her backstory and she's the narrator, maybe it brings up the issue of, like, an unreliable narrator, but, like, I just felt like there was still, like, I couldn't put my finger on her. Like, I don't understand exactly why she sent Snow away. Like, I can... I can sort of understand it, but, like, it seemed so out of the blue, her switch from, like, liking Snow and enjoying her company and, like, having to send her away. Which is another thing that they could have spent an entire book on, where it's like, yeah, I couldn't tell if she was, like, intimidated by her, intimidated by her relationship to the family, wanted that, like, you know, getting sort of in that defensive mode where she's being told to send her daughter away, so she's like, no, like, screw you, I'm going to send the other one away. Right. Or... Like, she started mentioning being afraid of her. Right. And, like... She was, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, like, that was interesting. She was having nightmares about her. Yeah. From Bird's perspective, she, like, couldn't understand what this girl was thinking, which scared her. But also thought that she was very, kind of, um, clear with her. Like, there also wasn't a lot of mystery to her. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just saying the same thing as you. I don't understand why all of a sudden she sent her away. Right, and then later on when Bird asked her, she was like, well, the thing about your sister is everybody thinks she's great, but, like, there's something about her. Like, she's not. Right. And that was never fleshed out. Like, she basically says, Snow, you need to punch me in the face, and she then she seems like she likes Snow, and it's just like, what? Which also was a very bizarre moment. Yeah, like, oh, you have to do what kids do, like, when you get in a stupid fight. Like, you have to hit me. You have to hit me. Mm-hmm. It's like... Oh, and that, that reminds me, too, of, like, when we get Frank's sort of side of the story. And yeah. then, um, so I guess Mia was explaining what... Oh, no, 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 no. I guess this was when Frank was talking to Bird and saying, like, your mother's evil, right? Wasn't Frank right. talking about, like, how, as a kid, she, like, took such pleasure in pain... And, like, you know, making other people miserable. Which, like, again, like, it was just hard for me to rectify some of the things that the characters did and said with what, like, other things, excuse me, that they did and said. Well, yeah, and I think also in the beginning of the, I think it's in the beginning, yeah, like, the book starts with pretty much the rat catcher beating Mm -hmm. up his daughter. Right. Uh, which also was a very intense way to start a book, but she makes it very clear that the way that she's responding to this abuse is so that she doesn't get abused more. Right. So she's pretending that if it doesn't hurt, she's pretending that if it's okay or if there's a reason for it, that it's not going to happen again. Right. And so now he's saying, like, oh, she liked the pain. She, you know, I mean, that's not exactly what he's saying, but it's kind of... I feel like what you're supposed to get from right. this retelling of it. Right. Which then goes back to, like, then it seems really kind of 
messed up to have this person who was a victim of abuse, like, still years later feel like that's how she needs to be punished for something. Right. And I thought that that kind of really didn't give much, um, what am I trying to say? It kind of just, like, belittles people that are, like, victims of abuse, it seemed like. Like, oh, well, if that's how it was to you, like, this is how you're still going to see it years later. Right. There's no empowerment there. Totally. Although I could also see, like, the reading being, like, okay, this kind of explains trauma or, like, how people, like, within maybe cycles of abuse experience that kind of trauma. But what, yeah, I just, I felt, too, like, the frank wrench thrown at the end was just, like, so problematic that then my whole reading on, like, their whole relationship was just, like, it was weird. Like, that's true, yeah. Like, Frank was an abusive parent, and yet I feel like at the end it was so bizarre. I mean, not that you cannot, like, have a relationship with abusive parents. I'm not, I don't know, like, from personal experience anything about that, but, like, going off at the end to be like, we have to find my mother, you know, like, we have a, a job to do, it just seemed, like, so, I don't know, it just seemed like bizarre and offensive right yeah and I think also like again as you said like throwing that whole wrench in the end of the book made me change the way I saw the entire rest of the book Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, and it's kind of just like um a very crappy like cop out for like the reasons why this person was abusive and abused you know and I felt like nothing was fucking resolved. Like, yeah, I didn't really like, okay. You could be like, okay, now boy and snow, like have a good relationship. Like not really. Like, I don't know what their relationship is. I don't know how it was resolved except for like the punching episode. And like, really, is that all it takes? Like boy basically said that snow could never come home. Like reading those letters that snow wrote over the right. years, that section was like super heartbreaking. Right. So, I was confused. I would need to reread it. At the end, I was kind of honestly reading it as I was, like, falling asleep. <laughs> um, is she also sending Bird away, or is Bird going with her? I think they're all going. She's going to pull Bird out of school for a few days. Because she said something about, like, Bird can only miss school for, like, so ever many days. True. That. Yeah. Yeah. That she can only miss school for a week. And then there's a part, two where she's like, oh... Snow thought she was only leaving for a week also. Oh. Or something really vague and weird. I I do remember that part. I took that as, like, did you just fart? No, sorry. I'm getting (laughs) a bunch of resumes emailed to me. (laughs) It totally sounded like a fart from this side of the computer. (laughs) No. Just people that want to work for me. Oh, yay. Farting at you. That's how we do resumes these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just fart them to people. Uh-huh. Anyways. I, I don't know. What else do you, is there to say about this book? I feel like... Um, well, I actually did want to say something about, um, like, I think we've touched on it, so maybe this isn't, like, new stuff, but touched on the idea that, like, all of these different themes could really have been expanded a lot, 
And right. one thing that I really wanted more about, I don't know what this says about me, maybe that I'm, like, a hopeless romantic, or, mm-hmm. like, again, like, obsessed with, like, character development, but, like, I wanted, I would have loved to have read a book that was all about, like, her deciding to, like, not go for Charlie and instead marry Arturo. Like, that was such an right. interesting subplot that was happening. Yeah. Right, and then, like, there's the one call from him at the end mm-hmm. of the book, which actually, when there's the phone call to the house that Bird answers, I thought that was Charlie. Which but I'm assuming it was Frank. Oh. Like, who is this? And she was, like, the Queen of Sheba. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Frank. at the end, he was, like, Queen of Sheba, my ass. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, but for some reason, the way they described the voice, I thought it was Charlie. And then it was weird because Charlie reappeared, like, a page later. Well, yeah, what about that weird situation where Bird borrowed the American flag and went on the picnic? And there was kisses, and she couldn't see who was kissing her? That was so fucking bizarre. That was really and weird. And she's like, oh, I know those kisses were meant for my mother. I know, yeah, so what was that? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know, I- like... In my confusion, I'm like, maybe I'm just reading this book too literally. Maybe I'm trying to, like, ascribe, like, meaning to things that need to be just taken as is. But I do think, like, at a certain point, the job of the writer is to facilitate that, like, experience of me accepting, like, the magical realism. And I don't think that it was facilitated well, you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't want to feel that way, because I I actually really, really enjoy reading magical, um... magical realist fiction like I really think it's I don't know it it grabs me in all the right places but in this case I just felt like there wasn't there weren't enough connections anchoring me you know right and that's not actually an area that I've read a lot of Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean I liked this Mm -hmm. but I did feel lost yeah and not in a, like, oh, I'm lost in this book. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, actually unaware of what was happening from time to time. Totally. At the end of the day, would you recommend this book to somebody? I think I would. Mm-hmm. And I think 50% of that recommendation would be because I wanted to talk about it with someone else. <laughs> I totally feel exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I would recommend it with, like, a caveat. And the caveat would be, like, this book made me confused, and I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> um, it's funny, as I was leaving work yesterday, I, you know, we get our bags checked, and I had the book in my bag still, and um, the new assistant manager was like, oh, I'm reading that book too. Oh, hi. I was like, oh, well, what did you think? And she was like, I had it marked in that section that I wanted to bring up again. And she's like, oh, I'm like right where you are. And I like stopped reading there because I was just like, what's the point of this book? <laughs> uh, and I was like, interesting. Okay. But I didn't like want to talk too much about it yet. Wait, um, what was the section that you had marked? In the letters. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Because I, it was that part where I was like, wait, is this, like, also a story of Snow White? Mm. It's just so I wouldn't forget. Yes. But yeah. It's, like, three quarters of the way through. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I stopped there. Interesting. Um, so now I want to go back and like, okay, let's stop. I know. Oh, well, I want to, like... If we ever, if we ever get real listeners and they come back and listen to this episode in particular, <laughs> I 
want to hear from somebody who's like, I love this book and I get it completely. Like, I want to hear from that. That would be great. Yeah. Like, that would be really great. I want that person to, like, explain a few things to me. Yes, please. Because, like... All the answers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe there are... Maybe there's a, there are readers out there who are like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me explain how it all, like, does fit and makes sense. And I just, right. maybe I'm missing some puzzle pieces, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's, like, way more involved and intricate than we're getting. I just, I feel like it is super complicated, but I feel like it's, like, way too much complication in one narrative. Yeah, yeah true. That's true. But I did enjoy it, and I enjoyed the process of reading this book. I did, too, a lot. I was sad I left it in the hotel. <laughs> that sucks. So dumb. I do think that I'm probably going to go off and read something else that she wrote. Yeah, I think so. I want to also. Um. It reminds me of, like, when I was writing more, which obviously I'm not really doing these days too much, ever my shame. Um, and like, you know, in, in like fiction workshops and writing and I'd be like, you know, I don't want to explain too much. I want to let the reader determine and like the readers in my workshops would be like, okay, you have to find the balance a little bit better right? because it's a little too confusing. And I felt like there were moments in reading this book where I was like, okay, you have to help us out a little bit more as readers. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting as we're reading this book. Um, like, I don't like Steinbeck because I think that he spends too much time describing the minute details. Oh my gosh. Where there's no room for me to have any sense of imagination or, you know, put any of my own thoughts into the book. He's placing you. You have to come and see all of these places. Then you'll understand. I love him. Oh, but seriously, like, four pages on dirt, and I'm like, I can't anymore. But if you I know get it. the dirt, if you're, like, from the fields, I'm not, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. But then reading this book, I was like, well, shoot, now I'm kind of missing all that detail. <laughs> that information, like, right now I wish I had a little bit less room for my imagination to go crazy, because it's having a hard time right now. Yeah. Wait, so, but... Sorry, to get on the sign deck. Have you read East of Eden? Have you tried yes. East of Eden? I've tried it, I swear to you, like 12 times. That one, I, it's just so good. Uh, I just finished Of Mice and Men a year ago. Of Mice and Men is like too heavy for me. But it's like 10 pages. <laughs> I know, it is really small. And I just finished it. Okay, well, okay, that's like a really good, actually, connection. It's like he was able to... Focus in on the issues concisely, and I feel like if you read that book, you get, like, a clear understanding of how complicated the themes are, but right. it's, like, it also anchors you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I do want to thank you again for you and Michael getting me that uh, Steinbeck grocery <laughs> bag, because I do use it frequently, and whenever I do, I'm like, oh, what's your favorite book? I was like, no. <laughs> It was a joke. I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was, like, back when, I don't know, we went to a Barnes & Noble, and yeah. they were doing, like, those book cover bags, and we were like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. 
really great. Thank you. Somebody needs this bag. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody we know. (laughs) So, dear podcast listeners, our next two episodes are going to be Blood, Bones, and Butter by Gabrielle Hamilton. That's going to be the next episode. And then after that, it's going to be Modern Love by Aziz Ansari, which I know is... What? I said our boyfriend. I know. Love him so much. Uh, but, um, I know that that book is like, somebody was saying, they were like, I expected it to be all jokes and funny, but it's actually like, like involves like research and interesting information about modern love. So, oh, really? Yeah. All right. So I don't think it's like Amy Poehler's memoir. I think it's like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it is. Okay, cool. So we I'm have excited. two non-fictions coming up. Nice. Yay! Yay! And then after that, when we get back to fiction, dear podcast listeners, if you have any suggestions for happy novels... <laughs> yes, we're still looking for those happy novels. <laughs> I mean, I Tweet at us. Boy Snow Bird was, like, more positive, obviously, because... Not in its beginning. Well, no. But anything's more positive than all things cease to appear, my God. That's true. Ugh. That's very true. Um, but I was nervous. It's like, oh, great. This book starts with a poor child being abused. I know, awesome. I know. Is this what the rest of this is going to be like? I was nervous, too. I was like, really? No. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like popular modern fiction is just, like, all the best. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, tweet at us at Drunk of the Book. Or... If you have happy novel ideas. Yeah. Send us happy novel ideas or your undying love. Or, I'd be great too. Yeah, Dad. I know you like to retweet our stuff. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> also, uh, we're on Instagram at Drunk of the Book. Yeah. If you're Olivia's mom, thank you for the comments and the likes. <laughs> Yay, Mom! <laughs> so much love. <laughs> love it. We also are online. We have a website called DrunkOfTheBook.com. Um, yeah. and then oh, Gmail. They can Gmail us. What should oh, yeah. they Gmail us at, Olivia? <laughs> they can Gmail us at drunkofthebook at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't look on Facebook because we're not there. You're not on Facebook. Sorry. Definitely not. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.